Hello and welcome to the Community Cactus. I'm so happy you're here with me today. Guys, I gotta get into something today. I am so frustrated. I think it's like, I don't know, COVID too much? Not, no, it's like, what do you call it? Like I'm COVID fatigued? That's it, I'm COVID fatigued. And I think a lot of people are feeling this way about COVID. I think they're tired of it. And it's not because we should be tired of it. I mean, I get it. It's very deadly, I think. Mixed bag on that one, I guess. But it's it's devastating. But I want to talk specifically about something that I feel like we're not talking enough about and I'm really concerned that we're going to have another lockdown and that's a bad thing. Like I get protecting people, but I think we need to be just stricter with, you know, I hate to say it because a part of me is just like, oh, I feel like this could, people are really going to hate this. But I think it was in Quebec that now even outside you have to wear a mask. But you know what? I think I would rather have to wear everywhere, like outside of my physical property, than have lockdowns again. I just feel like we're not talking about the businesses and the business owners that are like losing. I mean, we're talking about it a little bit, but the devastation is so much more than that, right? We're talking about, oh, people aren't going to be able to sustain their businesses, but we have to shut everything down. And if you listen to one of my earlier podcasts where I talked about, you know, cancel culture and would we have even done this before? Because in the past, we haven't shut everything down when we've had epidemics or pandemics. And why I bring that up is because the lockdown and the fallout from the lockdown, we're not counting the casualties from that. I know you're probably thinking, wait, what? People are dying because of COVID and not related to COVID. And we're not talking about it. When historically stock markets have crashed and people have had financial ruins, there has been a huge uptick of suicides. When, you know, the highest time of the year for suicide rates is January after Christmas. And a lot of it does have to do with financial hardships. When people lose everything, sometimes they don't know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. If you are one of those people and you happen to be listening, don't give up. Seek help. It's not the end. And that I promise you. And that's the part that terrifies me. Because it can be very overwhelming when you feel like there's no way out or you owe a lot of money. Or you've gotten yourself into a situation where you have debt collectors calling you and all that stuff. Let me just tell you, file for bankruptcy, do what you need to do, but do not give up on yourself, first of all, because things will change, things will turn around. And you know, some of the richest people in the world have lost it all and gained it back again. So, you know, I can't 
speak for resources necessarily because I don't know where people are listening from, but seek resources in your area. Um, if you don't have access to resources, please go online, try to find something online or a confidant that you can talk to. Okay, let's start with that. But that's a real, real concern of mine with this shutdown business. And yes, they're talking about small businesses suffering, but they're not talking about how much that's going to affect people. Not only is there the, you know, the, the more extreme side where there may be, and there probably will be deaths associated to suicide and, and whatnot. But what about the people who end up you know, not being able to pay their rent at their home or they lose their home and they end up living on the streets or they, you know, they end up going down a spiraled pattern where they end up becoming, you know, in a situation that's unsustainable for themselves. You know, we're not looking at that when we talk about lockdowns. You know, Overall, there's a huge number of people who have had COVID. The death numbers are still relatively low considering how many people get it. But these lockdowns are killing businesses. And why this is in my mind is that just today, just today, this amazing thriving business, a local business that started about six or seven years ago is shutting down. It is a restaurant, which is, you know, one of the hardest hit areas but let's put this into perspective. So they opened their first restaurant six years ago and it did really well. They had such a great um, opening and the food was amazing. The vibe was awesome. They had a brewery there. It was a really cool spot. And after a few years of excellent success and a lot of demand, they opened up a second location, which is the dream, right? As a business owner, as an entrepreneur, they were successful. They made a name for themselves. They opened a second location. That second location also became super successful. You know, they didn't rush into things. They didn't, they didn't just open up six locations and hope for the best. Nope, they built their business over time. Recently, within the last two years, they opened a third and fourth location, which I believe the last location was scheduled to open just months before COVID started. When you invest into locations, there's a high overhead cost and there's a time frame of really building that business up. Well, as of today, they announced their immediate closure. And this is a business that has done very well very well that in six years they grew to four locations and in the span of seven months due to covid and lockdowns they couldn't keep them going and you know maybe those last two those last two locations were a part of it because the overhead was high and they really hadn't been generating an income very long on those spots but the reality is they would have not been in the situation most likely had COVID not happened. And I'm not saying because COVID happened specifically, it's because of the lockdown specifically. It's because they couldn't operate their business. And two of their locations are not in major markets. So they would get busy, 
but it wasn't feasible for them to be open and serve takeout because it's in smaller markets. And don't get me wrong, they're busy in those smaller markets, but it's a different market that would go and, you know, get takeout and all that kind of stuff. So even their main locations are, you know, they can only operate so much. You know, when you think about it, you've got to pay the rent, you've got to pay your cooks, you've got to pay your servers. Even with takeout, you still have to have some staff. You've got to pay your electrical bills, you've got to pay your water bills, you've got to pay your food costs. There's so much cost to running these businesses that when you don't have patronage able to come in to the physical location, it adds a whole other level of financial difficulties because Takeout is great and it is a great option, absolutely. But at the end of the day, if that's your business model, you're not going to have a bricks and mortar store or location that's, you know, able to seat, say, 100 people or whatever. You're going to have a smaller venue or or smaller location just to handle takeout. So, you know, if you've planned your business for that, it's great because this would have worked out well. But if you haven't planned your business for that in the food services, then you're paying overheads that don't equate to what your business model is. And seven months running like this and now with like increased restrictions and closing earlier and all these things that are coming into play, I think they just saw the writing on the wall and went, we can't do the another round of this. And it's looking like there is a potential for more shutdowns. I mean, they've shut down, they've started um, preliminary phase two in parts of Ontario. And with the way things are going, it's very possible that it could happen in, you know, this area where this is happening. And I just sit there and I go, why? Like, do we really need to be shutting everything down? Is that really necessary? You know, everything that I've seen so far has been showing that the spread is happening from gatherings. It's not coming from restaurants. Restaurants are doing every little thing possible to, to limit the spread. You know, you have to sanitize when you go in. You have to put your mask on. You all those things, you know, you can't get up from your table and walk around without your mask on. I mean, yes, we've seen those few instances where they're not abiding or they're not following the rules. But for the most part, I have yet to have stepped foot into a restaurant that hasn't had the reduced seating capacity and, you know, doing all the things, taking the name, doing the sanitizer, having the mask, making sure that people don't walk around, all of the things that they have been asked of, they've been doing it. Small businesses, retail stores, you know, um, cafes, like there's been a, a bunch of cafes locally that have closed too, you know, again, they just can't sustain a takeout business. And you have the big giants who have been able to get by, you know, like the Tim Hortons or the Starbucks. And don't get me wrong, I really love a good Starbucks coffee. I'd be lying if I said that I didn't love Starbucks. But I definitely, during this pandemic, have put my dollars into local businesses. But it's not enough. It's not enough because the government's not helping them. You know, the government isn't able to help everybody. I mean, we're going into debt by the billions as a, as a, as the government is 
forking out this cash to try and keep businesses and companies afloat and all this kind of stuff. And I get it. I'm not saying they're not trying, but I think the problem is the shutdowns itself. Like, stop shutting shit down. It's not stopping the spread, okay? And here's why. Because I think in the beginning, I'm going to use my own situation as an example. In the beginning, it was a lot more terrifying. And I'm not saying that it's not scary now, but I think as a whole, society has grasped what it is. And although we're still learning, I think people aren't as scared as they were in the beginning. Not everybody, but I think overall, we've, I want to say a slight complacency to it. Like this is, this is where we're at. But I remember when it first happened and shortly after going to do a grocery shop because I didn't know what was to be expected. Things were just starting to get shut down. And there was a very real sense of panic, a very real sense of dread. And I cried. I mean, I think a lot of people went through that. Like I just, I cried driving to go get groceries because I was overwhelmed by the current situation. I've never lived through this, as I'm sure nobody else has lived through this. So you just sit there and go, oh my God, you know, and it was very overwhelming, especially when you have children and you just go, what is the world they're living in? I went through moments where, you know, my dad has passed and I just was, you know, I wish he was here because I felt like I needed my dad. You know, it was just a whole range of emotions. And I think that's really common theme is that in the beginning, in, in March, April, May, that was a really normal feeling, that that level of stress, anxiety, and just overall fear, because it's the fear of the unknown. We really didn't know what we were facing. And with everything being shut down, that's even crazier. And the numbers all over the world, and the, and the, the images that they were showing on the media, it was a very bleak outlook. So here we are rolling through summer, numbers are going down, lockdowns are apparently working. And I'm not saying that they're not working. I'm just saying that there's a bigger picture than just lockdowns. And we're starting to see it. You know, we're just starting to see, it's like literally the tip of the iceberg. We haven't even begun to see the devastation that these lockdowns have caused for people. But we're not terrified anymore. And I think that's the reality of it is that I'm not saying it's, it is like other things that have happened and it could be unique and whatever, but you know, SARS was what, eight months and went away. I think this is going to be probably several years and hopefully like the Spanish flu, it will go away. But I think being stricter with people and the social distancing and the limiting of bubbles as much as you can as a government and requiring face masks in public, I really think that's all you can do at this point. I really, and like, what I mean by that is obviously they can close everything down, but it won't stop people from gathering at this point. I feel like the fear that was there in the beginning won't be there for the second wave to that extent. It, it's just, we've been through it now. We're still in it we're seeing it come again and we're just kind of like, okay, I'll stay home. I'll limit some of my activities. And you know what? Small businesses would probably still suffer, 
But if they weren't forced to shut down, then the people who don't feel like staying home or feel comfortable going out can go out or as people will go out for dinner, just like they did in the summer. You know, the pandemic hadn't got away and people still wanted to go out because they wanted to get out. And that's human nature. And it's very hard to compete against human nature. Human nature is to be in a collective group. We are a species that likes to be in a herd situation. We are not a species that is totally independent and just does our own thing. I mean, that's why we pair bond. You know, we do that intentionally because we are not um, people who do well isolated. Humans thrive when they're in a community. So like this goes right back to our ancestral roots. I mean, that's just what humans do. We commune with each other. And when you cut that off or you limit it, you can only force that for so long until the human nature will outweigh the risk. Do you know what I mean? People will just start doing it because they can't keep physically living this way. And it's very psychological. It's very ingrained into who we are as a species. And you can't cut that off. You can't just say, nope, sorry. You know, it, you just, <sighs> and then let's, <laughs> so Thanksgiving just passed. Let's talk about that for a second. I didn't realize that the government had control over canceling holidays. <laughs> I'm like so flabbergasted by this. So Halloween's canceled, FYI. Like, that's not a government holiday. And uh, Thanksgiving was also, you know, canceled. But, you know, you could have Thanksgiving in your own home with your immediate family. And you, ha I don't know what you're supposed to do for Halloween, watch it on TV or something. But I'm just like, how, how do they have the right to cancel, like, Halloween specifically, like, the trick-or-treating? I get, like, 99% of people wouldn't probably go out anyways because of the virus and passing to strangers and whatever. But I'm like, how's that different than takeout? <laughs> you know, you're, you're outside. You don't really have to do much. You could like put a little treat bags or something and like pass it out the door on, you know, whatever. Or, hey, you could uh, attach a Tupperware container to the end of a hockey stick, which is about six feet long, and just like pass it out with like treats in it. I mean, there's lots of ways that you can do a physically distant Halloween. I just think it's funny because we do takeout and yet we can't do Halloween, which I don't even understand. And how can they govern that? Like, it's not like I didn't realize it was a political holiday. It's Halloween, man. Okay, maybe you don't want to have Halloween parties and gatherings because that's where the problems are. That I get. But anyways, I mean, everything's canceled, right? And I just go back to that cancel culture mentality and I just think, is this really necessary? Um, can we even stop this? Like, is, is it just going to take its course? I don't know. I mean, it's really concerning. Oh, and then apparently now today there's a guy who's tested for it, had it, negative, negative, and now positive. A part of me is still 
leery about that. Like these people who say, oh, once you have it, you have herd immunity and then um, you're fine. But I'm one, like what I mean by leery about it is there was one person in China that was the same thing. But what I'm wondering is if the test, those two negative tests were really maybe false negatives. Like maybe they still have it because there's other people who have tested positive like 11 or 12 times before getting the all clear. And you also hear about people who have symptoms for many, many months post original um, illness. So a part of me is thinking, is this just not understanding it enough? Like maybe it stays in your system for a really long time and you're not actually getting it again. But who knows, right? Like, but two people out of all the people who have got it, uh, I think it's too soon to say that you can get it again. I mean, that's the reality. So yeah, it's a COVID chat today. I just, it's on my mind. I want to try and not lose sleep over it again. I mean, I'm not one that gets great sleep to begin with, but I don't want to drive to Walmart and cry my eyes out again. <laughs> like, I'll be honest with you. I just, I know life isn't going to be normal and I don't know if we'll ever go back 100% to normal, but I want to stop seeing these businesses have these announcements saying that they're shutting down because it breaks my heart. These are entrepreneurs, people who had a dream. They made their dream reality and their dreams were successful and it's all gone away because of the stupid virus. And you want to know what? I get that this could have happened. Like during SARS, I worked in the hotel industry and although we had no lockdowns, the industry suffered greatly because people weren't traveling. And I ended up getting laid off due to SARS, which I totally get that businesses could still be affected and this still could have happened. I just feel like it was an added layer, right? The lockdowns are just that added layer of like no control. And I just hope that we cannot put businesses through that again. I feel so bad for these people whose livelihood depends on it. And I just, my heart breaks for all of the people who are entrepreneurs and have these amazing businesses. And I wish we could all just help support them and get them through this so that they don't lose their livelihoods because of it. But unfortunately, if the government chooses to lock everything down, then there's nothing we can do. I mean, we can't support a business if they can't be open. So if you guys have a business out there, local food place, small, you know, um, retail shop, anything locally owned, wherever you may be, if you have the means, if you're able, support them. Uh, My husband and I, every Friday, have done takeout from whatever local restaurant you know, we try to support a whole bunch of different ones. We stay within a very close little kind of area around us. And that's been our thing. We stopped going to the big, big chain stuff. I mean, with the exception of groceries and whatnot, but like from a food standpoint, we don't have dinners at like a Swiss chalet. Um, And we like Swiss chalet, but we have recognized that they will probably be fine. But it's the small companies, the small um, entrepreneurs that they're the ones who are hurting. So we have tried to make our rounds whenever we want to have something for takeout because we do have the means that we order from a local restaurant. And you know what? In this case, it wasn't enough. Uh, I know we're not the only ones doing that, but keep supporting local. Keep 
trying to put whatever dollars you have available that you are choosing to spend and instead of maybe ordering something from Amazon Prime, I know it's Amazon Prime Day, maybe if you can find it a local business, even if it's a little bit more money, consider consider spending your dollars there because then you know that your money is going to somebody who lives in your community, somebody's family, somebody's children who might play with your children. You know, it's supporting them. When you go to these big giant companies, a lot of that money ends up in the US or overseas. So that's my two cents on just let's support each other. Let's support local businesses. If you, you know, want a shout out for a business, uh, go to communitycactus.com, shoot me an email, let me know a business that needs a shout out for your local area and, you know, maybe their website or something, and I'll put it in the show notes. I'll do a follow-up and we'll talk about local businesses, what they have to offer, and how we can get the word out to support them. All right? As much as this is about lockdowns and COVID and all that craziness that's happening, my message is support local. Support local and keep those families fed. All right, guys. That's it for the Community Cactus. Until next time. Bye.